Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Nerds. This week, we are starting our first official Survivor Season Rankings episode. We are going to be talking the top five baby seasons of Survivor, in my opinion. Um, of course, your opinions may vary. Let me know what you think. What seasons do you like? Um, this is all subjective, and uh, let's get into it. Um, I guess if you haven't known me before, um, so I am a huge Survivor fan, have been since I believe 2011. I believe I started with Survivor Redemption Island and watched Boston Rob demolish a bunch of noobs, and uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I thought, uh, I thought it was the coolest show ever, got my family into it, and then, uh, catapulted from there, did my own Survivor seasons with friends and family, and, you know, did seven seasons of that, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I've been a Survivor fan for ten years now, which is crazy, um, so, and then I went back and watched all the other seasons previously, um, and, uh, so it, it's great, um, to be a Survivor fan. Um, so we will get into our top five baby seasons. These are the best. We will go from the top to the bottom. Most people go from bottom to top. Not me. I want to be positive first and engage your interest. These are five seasons you should go check out. If you don't mind spoilers, then you can listen. If you, if you don't want to be spoiled and you want to watch them, um, Two of these, I will say, are the two that are on Netflix right now. So go check those out if you don't want to be spoiled. If you don't care, just listen. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. So um, my number one, um, the top two I kind of toss up between. And my number one, I'm going with Survivor Kageon, season 28, Brains, Brawn, and Beauty. Um, won by Tony Vlachos for the first his first win. Um I think the reason I love this season so much is, like, Survivor was initially supposed to be with new people, and, uh, people from all different walks of life, and I think you get a lot of that with this cast. Um, you get, you get a lot of colorful characters. I mean, Tony being the winner of this season, and he's just going around and running around looking for idols, and screaming llama at people, and it's pretty fun, and he's lying about being a cop. Um, for no reason whatsoever, besides people, he thinks people would be onto him if he told the truth, which is just hilarious. Um, and I just think the way Tony plays this game, Balls to the Walls, is fantastic and a lot of fun to watch. And you get a, a lot of other great characters. Spencer is one of my favorites, um, just his underdog story from the beginning of the game, uh, as being on the Brains Tribe and being, like basically the saving grace for that team despite them going back to tribal council because of their decisions and inability to work together in the challenges. Um, it's pretty it's pretty incredible, his story, and he goes all the way to the final four and then falls short. Um, and then you got Cass being Chaos Cass and, and doing this crazy flip at the merge to get rid of Sarah and uh, just because of, you know, petty differences, which again, this is a social game. Clearly, Sarah didn't manage Cass well enough, but Cass clearly wasn't going to win because she botched her social relationships. 
Uh, so that's it's all fantastic, but Cass definitely added a lot to the season as well. Um, Wu is fantastic as just as a likable, down-to-earth dude. Um, and again, you need different kinds of people, so I'm glad you have someone like Wu on the season who's more chill. And yeah, he follows people, like he follows Tony the entire time. But I mean, that decision that he makes at the end to keep Tony around uh, because he wants to be honorable is a fantastic decision, like, or fantastic for, like, you know, the viewers to see that, uh, see Tony win, um, after what he pulled off and seeing Tony pull this mind game on Wu, um, in terms, it's a stupid move, but it's, you know, Wu would have won the game if he took Cass, but it's awesome, um, for us to see Tony win, um, and then you have some other great characters, um, I think some characters that went way too soon, um, Rest in peace, Uncle Cliffy. Cliff Robinson was on this season. He was pretty good. Um, I think he went too soon. The fact that people were trying to throw a challenge for literally no reason whatsoever because Tony was just lying to them about what was happening. And it, I, Cliff, would, Cliff didn't deserve what he got uh, in this, what happened to him with the blind side. Um, and then Bryce is fantastic for that episode, dot, 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 hmm. Um, I think Bryce, yeah, Bryce is fantastic. I think he got a really raw deal with the people he was stuck with. Unfortunately, that happens. Um, and Jatia, <laughs> she's bad in challenges, but uh, she's entertaining television. She dumps the rice. I mean, <sighs> which is dumb, but uh, <sighs> yeah, it just, I don't know. It That Brains Tribe is such a train wreck, and it's fantastic. I mean, the fact that you get... Garrett, who's the like, this big guy, um, Jatia dumps the rice, and he's, Garrett's supposed to be their strongest member, and yet the girls still keep Jatia around so they can blindside Garrett, and he has an idol in his pocket, and it's a great blindside. Um, that I, it's one of my favorite blindsides of all time. So, yeah, it was, it was one of the most unexpected things, uh, watching that live and not having Jatia go home super quickly. Um... And so, and then Sarah's fantastic with Tony. Um, she's going to come back and win another season. Um, but here you have just the great foreshadowed blindside at the merge episode is just fantastic. Um, and Tasha's good for her time in this season um, with her winning the three immunities in a row and also being in the same position as Spencer. So, this season is fantastic. Um, I guess some of the dud characters would be, like, the Beauty Tribe, but I think they fit what uh, the show is going for for a Beauty Tribe. Um, so, um, yeah, I think it, it think it fits super well. Um, the unpredictability, like I said, I mean, you get David and Garrett getting blindsided in the premiere episode, and then you get Cliff getting blindsided, Alexis getting blindsided, Sarah, uh, LJ, Jeffra, Trish, um, and then Wu making that blindsided, you know, vote out Cass instead of Tony when he should have, like, this season fires on all cylinders, uh, from the jump, and so, um, and the theme of Brains Brown Beauty is a really fun theme, uh, really fun tribe divisions, um, that I personally really love, um, and they've done it twice now on the show. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this was a really, really fantastic season. And that's why I have it number one. It's on Netflix. Go check it out uh, if you haven't watched it already. 
Um, number two, I have Heroes versus Villains. This is the other one on Netflix, and this is the other one I was tossing up between, but Kageon got the edge due to the new players. Um, but this is just a legendary season, and kind of this top five, in my opinion, is some really legendary seasons for the most part. Um, and I think that Heroes vs. Villains is successful because most of its cast is actual legends of the game. Some all-star seasons, you get this, well, who is, why is this person there? I mean, I guess you get that a little bit with, like, Candace or Danielle being, like, there. But generally, you know, most of this cast is legends of this game and were memorable players and characters in their original seasons or, you know, some of, the, some of these people are back for the third time, uh, not just their second. So, you know, I, I think this cast is great. I mean, you have people, legends like Boston, Rob, Sandra. Uh, well, Sandra's going to become more of a legend after this season, but uh, Parvati. Uh, you know, you get people like Tom Westman, JT, Colby, uh, Russell Hans at this point, season later after he originally played. I mean, he already set himself up as a villain in the first episode of Samoa. Um, you get Coach in this season as well, who is one of the greatest uh, craziest characters ever to be on the show. Um, Rupert, of course. Uh, uh, so, I mean, this season is just fantastic. Um, I, I think that, uh, some of these blindsides as well, let's talk about that. Um, the Tyson blindside, Tyson voting himself off, basically, because he overthought it. I don't know that I should give the credit to Russell, because I think Russell... Um, he was playing back-to-back -back seasons, and at that point, he was just giving the idol to Parvati just because he's like, well, if I get voted out right now, I'm kind of done. And then he goes back to day 39 again anyway. But, I mean, yeah, Tyson voted himself off when, if you just listened to Boston Rob and their plan went through, it, you know, it would have worked out um, for both of them in this season. Um, so, yeah, and then, of course, the JT blindside. Parvati pointing out two idols playing one for Jerry, one for Sandra, because she just read the heroes uh, front to back and just took out JT with his own idol that he gave to Russell and Parvati, um, which is fantastic storytelling in this season, fantastic. Uh, just editing of how they pulled this, uh, how they showed this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, and it kind of sucks, the heroes just get picked off, but as soon as the heroes start eliminating, like, Sari, and Sari's another legend, obviously, um, and as soon as they start getting rid of Sari and Tom Westman, like, two of your biggest legends in the game, and you get heroes got rid of them, like, immediately, and, and, like, that just, at that point, you were like, well, I don't really care for the heroes right now, because they just got rid of two of the people I wanted to watch, um, so, you know, it, I, I think probably the Villains Tribe was more was uh, more fun to watch just because there was way more drama on that side. Um, but, yeah, and let's talk... So, Parvati or Sandra, the argument there. Parvati, I think, played a better strategic game, but I think her aligning too closely with Russell and Sandra always socially willing to play with the heroes, I think, cemented that Sandra got her second win. I think Sandra deserved it. Um, I might have voted for Parvati just off of gameplay. I would not have voted for Russell. Uh, he just was not well-liked, and, uh, I think, you know, at the very least, um, Parvati made, was making moves that made sense, 
um, especially that the double idol play deserves more recognition if it doesn't get enough recognition already as it is. So that's that's where I stand, and I think Heroes versus Villains I think is a fantastic theme. I don't know that it would work now, um, just because I think that line is so blurred on the show now, um, between he, who's a hero and who's a villain. Um, but right from an, an all-star season to the next, and the last season that just aired, we're still waiting on 41, but season 40, Winners of War is my number three. Um, Winners of War, I mean, just... I never thought that we would ever get a an all-winner season um, of Survivor, and to actually get it and to have 20 people all on the same playing field. My other gripe with All-Stars is that you get these people that are kind of no unknown factors uh, going further into the game than the actual legends of the game, and this you didn't necessarily... I mean, you had bigger names, of course, like Boston Robin, Parvati, and Sandra, and... Uh, so, I mean, you had that, of course, but these are all people that have won the game. So, like, nobody's getting targeted for having won the game before, um, you know, everybody has recognition for that. So, I think that was fantastic, and I think that's what you need for an all-star season, is you need either a lot more big names, if you can, or just um, everybody needs to be on roughly the same playing field. Um so, I I think this season is great. I think that the Fire Tokens is a really fun, interesting twist. If, you know, I could implement them, I would into my own uh, fan-made stuff. But, you know, it was a, it's a great twist um, that I'm anxious to see how it works without Edge of Extinction, which I don't, I don't like Edge of Extinction. I'll say that. Um, I don't want to fault Natalie Anderson, um, and I know we're going to, I think she played a win- great winning game her first season. Um, but she was voted out first here. And then I know we're going to talk about uh, Chris Underwood and Edge of Extinction with him getting voted out third and then winning. And, you know, I don't want to rag on them specifically. I think it's just the nature of the twist and they were doing what they were, the hand they were dealt. Uh, but Natalie getting voted out first and then getting this opportunity to come back in at the very end of the game and basically getting a free ride with like an idol that got her through to the end, um, I just, it's, it's a big flaw in the game, I, I think, I think bringing people back into the game after being voted out is a fine twist if you do it just in the pre-merge, I think early boots should maybe have a chance to come back in, in some seasons, um, because it can kind of create more drama and interesting dynamics, but then end that twist at the merge, and then just let people play, and uh, if you're gonna have it at all, and that that didn't happen, they just kept it going, and Natalie almost won, and luckily we had Tony winning a second time, which I have en- I enjoyed this season so much just watching Tony play a cr- his crazy game again. I never thought Tony Vlachos would be a two-time Survivor winner. I never thought he'd win the first time, let alone the second. So. It's fantastic. I love this season because of how fun Tony is to watch in this season. Um, and I, I like Adam as well. Adam's journey. Um, you know, the Florida lease. I mean, might as well try it if you're getting voted out. Might as well try it. No harm and no harm, no foul. Um, so, I yeah, this season's good. Um, but the Edge of Extinction kind of takes away some of the uh, drama there, and some of the votes are kind of just 
whisper fests, which I'm not a fan of either, but, um, then we have Survivor Migration of fans versus favorites. Um, the, the fans versus favorites twist is interesting, but also, like, the fans generally don't do as well, um, because they don't have the experience in the game, and so it's kind of just the favorites running circles around the newbies, um, but uh, the favorites cast that they brought back, I mean, you have people like Ozzy, James, uh, I, you know, Parvati was kind of a non-factor um, uh, going in, but she played really fantastic. Amanda, um, you had people like Eliza, who was, thank God she made it to the jury because her jury reactions are fantastic. Amy, um, and then you have people, Jonathan Penner, you have Yao Man, uh, you have Johnny Fairplay, who kind of quits but there was there's a story behind that um he apparently uh at an award show he got into an altercation with danny bonaducci who dropped him on his face broke a bunch of his teeth so he had his like jaw like teeth uh his jaw like glued shut so he was in a lot of pain and wasn't allowed to have pain meds and that is the story behind that of why he wanted to go out first um not the narrative that they tried to spin on the show in the first episode but then you get these blind sides moving on. Um, the pre-merge after the swap isn't great because it's kind of just the favorites destroying the fans and the swap tribe. But then when it gets to the merge, you get the fake idol, the idol that has, it's, it's just a effing stick that was uh, fantastic with Eliza going. And then you get the girls blindside Ozzy with the idol in his pocket. He has no idea it's coming. That's such a great blindside. And then Jason comes out the exact same way. And then you get Alexis getting idled out by Amanda. And then you have the greatest moment in Survivor history. One of the greatest moments. Eric gives up immunity to these girls because he gets just completely manipulated. And I, 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 it's hard to know if that's like the dumbest move. It pro it's one of the dumbest moves. But also, Eric just got manipulated more than anything else. Um, so... These Sari, Parvati, Amanda, uh, Natalie Bolton, um, very manipulative women. Um, and I still think Sari probably should have won. I think the surprise final two twist over a final three, which is what Sari was playing her game as to get to the final three, because that's how far she thought she needed to make it to face the jury. So personally, I think Sari got screwed at the very end of the game. I think Sari should have won this season. I think she played the best game. Um... But I won't fault Parvati. I think she had great social connections, and Amanda's just bad at final tribal performances. Um, but the only downside also is that we lost Yao Man way too soon in this season, and unfortunately lost Penner to a medical evacuation, and so those things kind of suck. Um, then our final uh, season that we'll talk about tonight, I have Survivor Amazon, season six. Um... Season six, uh, really, it's the men versus women, and really this season is kind of uh, a season where just the men are just super horny for the women. Um, that They kind of play that up in the whole season. So some of the pre-merge is not is kind of cringeworthy, um, but the reason I enjoy this season is really because of one man who now owns a podcast who has inspired me to do things like this, um, to do this whole podcast, uh, Rob Sesternino. And his gameplay is one of the greatest games I've ever seen on this show. Um, 
I think that Rob played a very, very masterful game in the Amazon. Um, he's, he's often in this swing vote position of deciding where the game is going to go. And then he's just like swinging back and forth between alliances. It's pretty fantastic. Like first vote, he swings to get rid of Ryan. And then you have him at the merge. He swings his alliance members to go after Dina next. And then he flips on Alex. And then he and then the greatest move, one of the one of my favorite moves of all time, is that Christy, um, who is a great cast member as well, by the way, she's the first deaf contestant, and she is a great underdog in the season. But where she, um, Rob's asking her what she wants to do, and she says, "I don't know what I'm going to do." So Rob's like. Well, that terrifies me that she's going to flip on me. So why don't I get these people who don't know where she stands? Like, I don't know where she stands. Let's just flip it on Christy. Let's blindside Christy, who is this wild card. And it's one of my favorite moves of all time. Um, Christy just gets completely blindsided because Rob organized her ousting. And it's fantastic. Um, Rob then loses the final challenge and gets voted out because he played the best game. One of the best games of the season. I think Jenna got a raw deal with the edit, probably. I think her social game was clearly better than Matt's. Although I I think Matt is an underrated player. I think he learned a lot from Rob and kind of played up that game at the end. Um, But, yeah, I think Rob should have, if I wish he made it at the end too, and Rob... Rob would be a winner, but also, you know, he's successful with the podcast now. So, you know, I think life worked out for him okay. But he's one of my favorite players and an inspiration. And I think that he helps make this season. I mean, I think there's other great characters. I think Heidi's great. Um, I think that uh, Butch has some unintentional comedy. Um yeah, I mean, kind of the post-merge, the people that made it there were great. I think the Roger boot episode is fantastic, where uh, Rob gets all these people. Everybody just votes out the bigoted old man, which is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, that's my top five. So next week, I will bring you my next five. Uh, so we'll see you next time on Tribe of Nerds.